0: This is the Tuesday edition, where we talk with you every Tuesday at 2 about the Bible and its relevance for today. My name is Justin Dobbs, and uh, let me invite you to interact with us live. You can use the uh, the live chat on YouTube. We'll be watching that throughout today's discussion. But if you have other questions or concerns or comments about this topic or any topic or any passage from the Bible, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at BibleQuest.TV. We want to talk with you about your questions and concerns in your journey to know the Lord and his word uh scott smelzer may be joining us here in a little bit looking forward to him joining us uh, sometimes he's on the run he's in between studies uh, we do a lot more than just uh broadcasting uh, discussions like this sometimes we're saying with people one-on-one whether uh, in person or online uh, but today i have with me uh my son elijah hello uh <laughs> elijah just uh just rushed in here pretty quick uh, but today we're discussing the book of proverbs and i want to share that with you um you and some buddies of yours have been studying proverbs recently is that right yeah some okay uh so you guys this is um, we live in philadelphia pennsylvania and you've got friends who live in other states and so you guys do like a online study once a week kind of yeah
1: later today i'll be talking with a guy from indiana and then another guy that lives here in philly online it's going to be really good what are you studying today um i believe we're working on yeah, I'm going to be teaching chapter 11. We're getting into the sayings of Solomon.
0: All right, all right. So Proverbs is uh, is relevant for every age, and I'm excited that Elijah and his guys have been uh, been working through this. And you kind of take turns leading the discussion. Mm-hmm. cycle through. Well, today we're in Proverbs 8, and uh, one of the special things about um, Proverbs is this father-son relationship that Solomon, uh, who received... I think he received uh, some meaningful teaching from his dad about how to be faithful to the lord uh, let me just turn and phase you for a second um what what do you find significant or helpful about the book of proverbs
1: um i really like its warnings how it tells you kind of very simply don't do this do this um and then just it, it's practical on multiple levels but then it's also got some good depth to it. It talks about how um, righteousness is valuable. But then throughout, it builds on what that means.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, there's a, a doctrinal deep layer there. But it's just an everyday practicality. Uh, as you're trying to figure out what life is, Proverbs is a good place to go. I know we talk about Proverbs a lot. And uh, we've used it with you guys in discipline and training uh so proverbs is very very practical for us Uh, when we get to proverbs 8 uh, we're going to reacquaint ourselves with a lady we've met before Um, in proverbs uh, solomon wants his son to think of wisdom as a woman Uh, in fact there are several women we meet in proverbs can you think of any others
1: there's the lady folly um, or some translations call her uh, the foolish lady i believe there's the adulteress And I think that's about all I know. Yeah,
0: yeah, those are kind of the three primary ones. Um, Any idea about why Solomon might want to picture
1: these different interactions as though he's engaging with a woman? Women can be dangerous depending on how (laughs) you interact with them. But also, as men, you um, you want to interact with women and you want to have good, healthy relationships with them why do you say women are dangerous because if you don't restrain yourself and protect yourself then you can cause yourself and them irreparable damage okay yeah so these relationships uh now
0: there's also the worthy woman we didn't talk about her um but uh proverbs talked about he who's found a wife finds a good thing there's the woman who is worthy of praise so women are uh, they can be dangerous or they can be mighty influences of good uh, in our lives and so uh here is this woman in proverbs 8 that we'll get to reacquaint ourselves with she is she's called wisdom and i think solomon wants us to think about how we relate to these um these attributes because uh, these aren't just things that we should know but they're the way that we live so let's let's read some here do you want to read proverbs 8 verses 1
1: through 11 sure proverbs 8 1 through 11. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, in front of the town, at the entrance of the portal, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cries to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you desire cannot compare with her. All right. Uh,
0: So here wisdom um, is calling. She's raising her voice. Uh, She's at the crossroads. Why would she be hanging out at the crossroads?
1: because that's where everybody travels by. We've got a crossroads. They had, from what I know, less roads back then. So crossroads is gonna be where the main roads intersect. So you got a lot of traffic happening in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got um, uh, people who are maybe foreigners
0: uh, or even local people setting up their shops. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of traffic through there, uh, people are gonna bring you their wares and uh, trying to trying to make a business there. So from from Wisdom's point of view, she wants
1: to be heard. Um, what else do you notice
0: about her here?
1: She literally says that she's her her she self proclaims that her her words are just her words are noble. Um, she seems very dedicated to to righteousness and to the importance of it. So
0: for a long time, I thought that um, Proverbs was just full of good advice, and that you could take it or leave it. You know, advice is something that someone gives you and then you can listen or not listen and that's fine. But her wisdom actually has to deal with integrity. So does that sound
1: like you can just listen or not listen? I mean you can not listen, but that means you're not you don't have integrity and that means you're not righteous yeah
0: yeah and and you're going to end up going down this crooked path down to a disaster so uh want to listen to wisdom uh she's calling out to everybody but in particular verses four through five
1: what do you notice uh about the people she's trying to get their attention she's wanting to turn the fools from their foolishness and she's wanting to teach them but they have to be willing to want to change. So in verse 4 and 5,
0: they're children, they're simple ones, and they're foolish. Wisdom says that there are some people who are not beyond hope. Some people can learn, uh, but it requires humility. I've got to look at myself like I don't know everything. Uh, we've been studying First Corinthians in a study on Wednesdays, and it reminds me of something Paul said uh, in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 3, and I'm in 2 Corinthians, so I've got to turn over here. Yes. Yeah. 1 uh, Corinthians 3, uh, verse 18, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool. He may become wise. So one of the first things we need as we're coming to learn God's wisdom is we need to look at ourselves and say we don't have it all figured out. um I think that's especially difficult today. Uh, you grow up and you have access. We often, we'll sit at the dinner table and we'll say, I wonder about this, I wonder about this. And it doesn't take long for one of us to pull out our phones, Um, and you me, you guys don't have phones yet. Yeah. yet. Uh, <laughs> but we, we pull out and it's like, you know, Google knows the answer. And so we'll just, it, it's gotten so good that you can just type out any question and find the answer, find the information. And so information is, is constantly at our fingertips what's different between access to information and wisdom
1: wisdom is seeing the end from the beginning it's being able to see into something being able to see how something will play out it's it's not just knowledge it's not just i i can know that something is a certain way but how will that certain thing act how will it what will it become
0: okay so wisdom is looking ahead and seeing consequences seeing outcomes absolutely uh so uh, there's a path here, and she says, there are some paths that will lead you to riches and wealth in verse 10, uh, but if you know what I know, it's better than silver, better than gold, better than jewels. In fact, there's nothing you can desire that even begins to compare with what wisdom has to offer. Uh, that takes that takes some humility to say, I don't see value rightly. Uh, when I'm young, I might see Certain things valuable and I'm older I might see other things valuable No matter what age we're in though We still need to see I don't see the end Unless I see it the way God's wisdom shows me So I think that's helpful Anything
1: else you see through verse 11 You want to point out? You talked about how she's better than jewels And twice gold and sil- silver We later, later see that uh, She actually gives you those things So if you choose her kind of a bonus Whereas if you just choose The, the riches, the wealth That's not wise.
0: Yeah, you kind of get uh, riches and wealth thrown in. Mm -hmm. In an ideal world, uh, the wise can become wealthy. Uh, Not always. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1 Kings 3, Solomon was speaking with God and he prayed for wisdom. And God Mm -hmm. tells him, um, you know, because you've asked me for wisdom, this is 1 Kings 3, verse 11. You didn't ask for a long life or riches or even the life of your enemies. You just wanted to know understanding so you could discern what's right. I will give you this. But then he says, I'll also give you what you didn't ask for, verse 13, riches and honor, and, and you'll have rule over your enemies. So a lot of times with wisdom comes these other blessings. Now, can you think of some wise people in the Bible, maybe who who didn't have all that much?
1: Job at first did have everything, and then lost everything. But I guess that's a bad example. Yes, he gets it he, all back. He <laughs> got it all back and more. Sure, um, but but that's a good example because
0: I think his friends looked at him and said, "Wow, you suffered a lot. Therefore, you must have done something unrighteous, unwise." As a as a fine example,
1: Abraham was somewhat wealthy, but he was also just kind of wandering um, in camps. He never really had a solid. Wow, that's an amazing city. Um, this kind of Canvas tents. Um, yeah, they were very wealthy, but you're right, they didn't have a home of their own. And uh, his wife Sarah was barren uh, until God blessed her and gave her life. The apostles, none of them probably even knew how to write at first. Um, they went from catching fish to being some of Christ's chosen teachers of well.
0: Yeah, at least they were not well educated, of course, uh, Matthew and being a tax collector. And even Peter later writes um letters but they were said not to be very well educated and so with worldly wealth they didn't have very much so the measure, measure of success isn't how much stuff i have but it's whether or not i've listened to wisdom uh, let's look at this next section proverbs 8 uh, verse 12 My wisdom dwell with prudence and i find knowledge and discretion the fear of the lord is hatred of evil pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech i hate I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight, I have strength. By me kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me princes rule and nobles all who govern justly. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness in the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me, and filling their treasuries. So, what do you what do you notice here about wisdom?
1: That wisdom cannot go with evil. You cannot use wisdom and evil. You choose one or the other, not not both.
0: Yeah, you can't. She doesn't hang out with evil. No, uh, she has some friends here. Verse twelve. Uh, she lives with prudence. Uh, what's prudence?
1: Kind of knowing the idea of what to say, what to do. Correct.
0: Yeah, it's another way of saying discerning, wise, uh, but it's the ability to choose, um, knowledge, and discretion. Um, any idea what discretion here?
1: Discretion. Um, similar to discreet at all? well yeah it's the same word but then you're putting you on the spot be the idea of um being able to tell the difference between things being okay. able to know
0: yeah some things aren't always what they seem mm-hmm. and so uh, wisdom says I-, I help people to choose well and i've got all these friends with me this cohort she comes in and she's not with evil you see that in verse 13 we'll come back to that in a second but in verse 14 uh, she has counsel sound wisdom insight she has strength uh, she has all these rulers who are in power with her. And so, any, if we love her, she loves us. Uh, I think there's implied there that if we hate her, then she's, well, we saw earlier, if you go back all the way to Proverbs uh, chapter 1, um, verse 26, I also will laugh at your calamity, I will mock when terror strikes you. So, she gives us our just due. Absolutely. if we don't pay attention, if we ignore her, then we shouldn't be surprised when life kind of mocks us. But if we do love her and we do pay attention, uh, then she cares for us and she wants to do us good. We'll see that more more later, but she loves those who love her. uh, And she promises that if we seek her, we'll find her. There are a lot of interesting, I think, parallels between the woman wisdom here and even God himself mm. uh, in Acts 17 remember you know what Paul says about seeking God
1: That is that the passage that talks about how God Made the world so that those could see its intricacies its design and perhaps feel their way towards him.
0: Yes Yeah, and he's not far from each of us. So Paul's there uh, in Athens He's talking to you about the unknown God And yeah, he wants us to search for him, but he's not not that hard to find. Um, So let's go back and look at verse 13. If we fear the Lord, then we have to hate what's evil. Um, And then God hates and wisdom hates pride, arrogance, way of evil, twisted or perverted speech, uh, what what comes to mind when think about perverted speech
1: twisting the truth to my own my own methods my own designs trying to make the outcome what I think it should be
0: when we're not honest because we
1: want to look good
0: um, or you want to get an advantage uh, there's a, a story that comes to mind it's a rather embarrassing story but i'll I'll share it here Um I'm from Alabama and my wife, your mom, she's from, uh, well, she's from Oregon, but I lived in Indiana for a while. And we were somewhere, we were talking about, we were were in uh, the Indianapolis area and have you heard this story before? Probably not, okay. Um, We're in the Indianapolis area and we were talking with someone about Chicago. And I said, yeah, Chicago's west of here. And your mom looked at me and she said, well, I think, Chicago is actually north of here. And in my very limited understanding of Midwest geography, I said, well, no, Chicago's in Illinois and Illinois is west of Indiana. And therefore Chicago is west of Indianapolis. And we pull out an atlas and I looked at the map and, um, for the most part, Chicago is, you know, it's north, it's north of Indianapolis, but it's just a hair west. And to my shame, I I looked at the map with her and uh, and I said, see, it's West. And she just shut her mouth and didn't say a word because she wasn't going to uh, uh, discuss it with a fool. I I was being a perverted speech. I was twisting things to try to make myself look right. And wisdom won't hang around with people like that. And so later I had to come back and repent and ask for her forgiveness for being so foolishly, stupidly prideful. Um, Shame on me. But we do that because we want to look good and we don't like to admit we're wrong. Um, Maybe why don't we want to admit we're wrong?
1: Because it's embarrassing because sometimes we like to think of ourselves as perfect as the ideal person and maybe others mess up. Others, oh, they shouldn't have done that, but I know what I'm doing. I know how I'm going to do this.
0: Now, if we're thinking of ourselves as the perfect person and we're the model or the standard of wisdom, then who have we left out of the picture?
1: Christ, Messiah, Jesus.
0: So you look at verse 13 again, uh, the fear of the Lord. So as long as I keep God in the pictures, I keep him in view, then I'm going to be humble because there's the standard of morality. There's real wisdom. And I think that was Job's Problem, you know, Job handled his trials very well, but there were some times when he really maybe stepped over the line and God showed up to explain, Where were you? You weren't, (laughs) you don't even know what what I'm about. Uh, and we have to remember that God's god's with us, and so we keep him in view, and maybe he's great, uh, then we'll be doing quite well. There's Scott, he's joining in.
2: Yeah, Wi Fi wasn't working here, now it's working.
0: Now it's it's working. We've been working through Proverbs eight and just finished up through verse uh, twenty-one. So I'm glad you right. joined in. Um, Proverbs eight, verse twenty-two. Elijah, you want to read twenty-two through through the end?
1: Sure. Proverbs eight, verses twenty-two through thirty-six. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His work, the first of His acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth when there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth, before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, then I was beside him. Oh, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, Then I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the children of man. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear an instruction, and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors, for whoever finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death.
0: So earlier we we noticed uh, verse 17. I love those who love me, and here uh, wisdom hates those and, and delivers those to death those who hate her. Um, but there's something really special about wisdom. We see all the good things that she's got with her. She's got riches. She has honor. Uh, she has these friends with her like discretion and knowledge, uh, these rulers and counsel. Uh, but here there's something really unique about wisdom. Uh, she was in this this illustration this picture she was god's kind of fellow worker at creation uh that, that's the idea um solomon or, uh, solomon. <laughs> solomon um scott do you have any thoughts about wisdom here being god's fellow worker at creation
2: well god is wise god is far wiser than we can be and there's all the wisdom that he used in creation. So wisdom is saying, I was there with it. God yeah. used wisdom. I suspect this is the passage that got misinterpreted by some rabbis. Some of the rabbis in good literature will say that God created a world before this one that didn't work. Hmm. And because he didn't And then the next time he used Torah and it worked. And I suspect that's their imagination jumping off from this text, Uh, which doesn't say Torah, it's wisdom. And it doesn't say he had previously failed, which is nonsense, Uh, but I suspect uh, sometimes they will take a grain of something. Well, you look at, but they did with the rules about not working on the Sabbath. They will take something and run with it. I suspect that's the, this is the passage they misused to get that yeah, yeah. Um,
0: nonsense. Well, and, and what I think was special to me about this, uh, two things is one, uh, wisdom is portrayed as God's special partner to create every beautiful thing we see. And now she's coming to us and said, she's saying, can I help you? sure wow um, God's saying you have access to my toolbox I've got some counselors here that if you want to talk with them and get their advice uh, they were a big help to me when I made the world wow um, if you could go and talk to any expert in any field to get advice about any particular problem you might have we would jump at the chance to have a personal interview with that person uh, but here's, here's the person Person uh, who is with God and helps a creation. Sadly, sometimes we just sit on our hands and we do not go to her and get the wisdom that she provides.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. And, and when you say we would ask them, we should, but it reminds me of a certain type of person who doubts, like let's say a sports team and a coach. Is trying to tell the kids this is what you need to do and some of the kids are listening and then you got that one kid he's sure he knows better right he will not listen and he doesn't benefit and and we as beings have often been that one kid that's who we've often been uh, like the prodigal son thinking that we got a better idea yeah it's pretty stupid
0: yeah I think that the second thing I see here is that uh, if wisdom was what God used to make the world, uh, then the world functions by wisdom's rules. And so if we decide that we want to play by our own rules, then we're playing a losing game. Um, we would like to play Settlers of Catan. Are you familiar with this board game? Settlers of Catan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty popular, but you can choose any board game you want to. You say Monopoly or uh dominoes and if, if you're playing a game with somebody and you just decide you know what i'm going to make up my own rules as i play but you can do that if you want to but you're not winning <laughs> you're going to lose that game uh, you might be winning in your own mind and i think we do that with the world sometimes is uh, i know you like to say play stupid games win stupid prizes um but that's right if if we go at the world as some game where we get to make up the rules and define what success is. Don't be surprised when we get done with it and we've made a mess of our lives. Uh, Wisdom says the world was made with me in mind. So listen to me. I know how this works. <laughs> like I, I am the rule book, pay attention, and I'll help you win. So, you got a thought, Elijah?
2: Yeah, let's
1: go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Verse 36 very much speaks to that. If you don't listen to wisdom, basically says you're going to love death. If you don't love me, you love something else, and that's going to turn into death. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott.
2: Just thinking about some wise things in nature, like what do plants take in? Carbon dioxide. What do they produce? Oxygen. What do we need to take in? Oxygen. What do we produce? Carbon dioxide. That's that's why it's just you look at rainfall and evaporation and the seas and, and, and everything. And how the earth purifies the water. Yeah, that's, you look at a muddy mud puddle. I don't want to drink that. But, you know, I, I drink my well water. I can drink my well water. It's fine. It's it, it, just the way God set things up. And that he created them male and female. And a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two become one flesh. And then it's a blessing if they're blessed with children. And then the children and grandchildren can take care of the parents and grandparents when they're older. It just makes so much sense. And then you look at our society right there. We're getting more and more technologically savvy. And more and more ignorant, based on what Rip works in life. And I saw some results recently on a study that uh, mental health is worse for children in families where you know these leftist, atheistic, you know, uh, press ideas are more dominant. Um, there's better mental health in families where there is an idea of believing in a creator and in some conservative ideas uh, but we we pretend that facts sort facts and you can be anything you want to be and it's not working and god he's just
0: that. yeah we weren't we weren't designed to be whatever we want to be we were designed to be a certain thing uh, And so when we we figure out what that is, we'll be truly blessed. Um, Last thing I wanna point out here is in verses 30 and 31. um, It says that that wisdom was God's daily delight uh, and that she rejoiced always before him. And what she was rejoicing in was the world that they were making together. Um, And part of that world is us who's delighting in the children of man and it's i don't know that's just such a beautiful picture that wisdom sometimes sounds harsh like she's laughing at us she's she's saying aha you big dummy you didn't listen like we saw that earlier in chapter chapter one um you know if we're foolish and if we scoff then we get what we deserve and wisdom's just saying "I, i told you so um but she really does want us to succeed and she's she's happy with what makes god happy and what makes god happy is us Uh, and so i just i think it's such a beautiful idea that god god was trying to help us and trying to bless us wisdom just sounds i don't know so unnecessary or so old-fashioned or so restrictive but that's not the way god intended it at all Uh, and i think if we would learn to delight in God and in wisdom, we would rejoice with him too because he's delighting in us.
2: Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he may preserve us alive. And in some ways, wisdom's kind of like gravity. You know, uh, we'd, we'd be in some trouble if we didn't have gravity. I'd be hard to build a house if you didn't have gravity. But you gotta respect gravity. And gravity doesn't catch a whole lot of slack if you decide to you know, jump off a cliff. Gravity is what gravity is. And the, the principle has to be respected.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can very much be our friend um or very much destroy us depending on how we approach it i suppose that's, that's a good yep. all right let's, that's proverbs 8. um it's a i think it's a, a lovely picture that maybe i don't think about so often and again solomon wisely chooses these feminine pictures i think to to capture his son's attention uh to make wisdom a companion uh, i have two sons and two daughters um I know, Scott, you've got sons and daughters, but to watch them interact together, uh, wisdom's supposed to be like a, an older sister that walks with you through life and and, and takes care of you. Uh, we just have to submit and yield and not be so stupidly arrogant to think that we don't need looking after. So, anything else you guys want to point out through chapter
1: eight? I have a question, if you don't mind. Just, go ahead, please. Go ahead, ask your question.
2: Okay. Oh, I just, just going to say,
0: Verse
1: reminds 20, me
2: in Proverbs 4. Sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Verse 27, the second part, talks about how he drew a circle on the face of the deep. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on what that means?
2: It's been used to present an argument called scientific foreknowledge. I don't put a... I think there's some weaknesses in that argument. But the scientific foreknowledge argument usually goes like this. When you read the Bible, it talks about scientific facts that people didn't know back then. So obviously God knew it. And I'll give three examples of it. They'll say here, the circle of the earth. Think about the world as square and flat. Here it talks about the circle of the earth. Another one is the pathways of the sea. Uh, another one is uh, that the stars are innumerable. I had a friend in the view, you would make that argument that in Abraham's time, there was no way you could know that stars were innumerable. It was after we discovered the Hubble telescope that you realized you can't count them. Um, and oh, oh, let's take that last one. When God said to Abraham, look at the sky. If you can count the stars, then you'll be able to count them, or the sand of the sea. He wasn't giving science information that Abraham didn't know. We didn't, they didn't have light pollution back then. When Abraham looked up at a night sky, he could see that there was no hope of counting all those stars, just like the sand under his foot. You know, he's not thinking that. Oh yeah, I could, I could count that. Um, if you pr- and, and in poetic books, if you press the one, you're asking for trouble on the other, because mm-hmm. you circle the earth. But other times we have the four corners of the earth: north. Yeah, and we think of north, east, south, west. You have four different directions. Uh, but last thing I'll say on that is there were ancients that knew the world was Um There was a Greek guy. Um, in, was it 300-something B.C.?
0: Fifth century, I think. What's that? I think it was the fifth century B.C., yeah.
2: And he not only knew the world was round, he knew how big it was, closely. Nice. He measured two shadows and estimated within maybe less than 10% off the circumference of the Earth about two percent so I, I, I would this may be a reference to the fact that the world is round or it could be like the idea of a compass but i i wouldn't press it
0: yeah and, and i think in recent years i've actually taken more to this view that um so much of what occupied the hebrews thoughts about the world they lived in wasn't how do we make sense of it geographically or physically but how do we make sense of it spiritually Mm -hmm. and and there's this picture of of this disc that is the world and then shield beneath it and the heavens above it and that just you know you go back to uh numbers you know when cora dathan and abiram are swallowed up by the earth where do they go? (laughs) <laughs> well, it says they went down to Sheol. So, which direction is she, is the grave? You know, um, and and Jesus ascends. In, yeah, uh, and when Jesus ascends into heavens, he goes up behind a cloud. I don't think heaven is that way, um, but but it does help us to get if across. Way,
2: if heaven is that way, then. Twelve hours later,
0: is it that way? <laughs> That's right. So, so I think it helps to communicate a spiritual idea. And so, here to say, you know, it, it drew a circle. How did God make the world? Well, He spoke it into existence. But for Him, it was as simple as a kid drawing a circle of chalk on the ground. Uh, I mean, and and wisdom helped Him to do it just right. And when you start measuring things like shadows and starlight and all that. Uh, this is quite a drawing. Mean, this is magnificent, and wisdom is is the master craftsman helping him to do it as simply as God knows how.
2: And it's it's not because God's unwise and he needed that thing over there, that sucks. But God is wise and all knowing. And wisdom is his. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he he does it by wisdom. And then like I like the way you said it a while ago. That and now wisdom is making this offer to us. Wow! Right. Like I think you said, God's tool he's offering to us.
0: Yeah.
2: What a great blessing! In how ignorant if we say, "Yeah,"
0: and we do sometimes. So it is rather foolish. So, Scott, do you have anything else you want to point out in Proverbs eight?
2: Apologies for not being able to get on.
0: No, that's all right. You've we, went you ahead. And, but. Enjoy being in here with us. Uh, but that's, that's probably a good place for us to stop this time. Uh, we'll pick up with Proverbs 9 at a future date. Hope this is helpful to everyone. Uh, really appreciate you jumping in. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you found the study of God's Word helpful, I ask you to please share with others. And again, if you have thoughts or questions you'd like to share, requests for future studies, topics, you can visit our website at biblequest.tv. Leave a comment or request. We'll be happy to to join in with that discussion. Uh, God be with you, and if He's willing, we'll see you next week. All right, thanks, guys Sorry.